Hey guys, welcome to the One and Done podcast, where it's all about young people being successful in business early in life. We're recording today from the Rollo Insurance Studio in College Station, Texas, and we're excited to have y'all with us today. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to episode number 14 of the One and Done podcast. We have Derek Atkins today. He's a relationship manager with Capital Farm Credit, and uh, he's in here today talking to us a little bit about farm lending and what he does and his background. So Derek, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Y'all have a great building here and Looks amazing walking in. I haven't been in here yet. It's all nice and brand new. Nice new studio. This is awesome. Yeah, we appreciate it. So Derek, tell everybody a little bit about what you what you do, how you got into your industry, and then kind of give us a background on you know where you're from and, and just growing up, kind of what led you to the point you are today. Okay. So yeah, like you said, um, I'm a relationship manager at Capital Farm Credit. Uh, we're part of the farm credit system. So essentially what we do is we are a lender for your rural agriculture community, whether that's rural land loans, operating loans, such as your, you know, your cattle operations, row crop, that kind of thing. Um, so we really cater to the agriculture industry. I grew up in uh, around the Fort Worth area, uh, Joshua, Texas. If you're familiar with the area, you you know where it's at. But if you're not, you might know where Burleson and Cleburne is. And Joshua's a small town in between them. Um, but yeah, growing up, grew up showing an FFA. Uh, playing sports, you know, just normal small town stuff. Graduated high school and went to community college, uh, worked and got into A&M, came down here, got an internship with Capital Farm Credit and stuck with it. And that's what I'm doing now. So just enjoying it. Absolutely. So talk a little bit more about that internship kind of, you know, you obviously mentioned coming from a rural background. Um, Talk a little bit about kind of how you got into the ag lending space. Is that where you know, you, you know, did you grow up knowing that you wanted to be an ag lender or is it something more you knew you wanted to be around agriculture? Kind of talk about that for a little bit. Yeah, so it's funny. Uh, so my dad, he's a banker. And so growing up, you know, I always tell myself, oh, I'm not going to fall, like follow my dad's, you know, footsteps, that kind of thing. So it's funny that I kind of fell into the lending world. But it's, it's a lot different than the commercial side like he's, he's, he's in. It's in the ag side, which I really enjoy. So growing up, you know, my parents, you know, they had cattle on their, you know, small 30-acre farm, whatnot, hobby farm. Uh, grew up showing an FFA. Coming to A&M and, you know, trying to figure out what I wanted to do after school, I kind of got one of those, you know, general, let me just get a, a business degree and I'll just figure it out from there type thing. Right. Found the ag eco department. And, and loved it, kind of got me back to the ag roots and, and really kind of opened my eyes to the ag industry outside of school. Um, and so the way I found Capital Farm Credit is I worked on a ranch during school as, you know, my part-time job. And it was actually my boss and kind of my mentor at, at the time, uh, George Georgiatis. He's a financial planner here in town. And he, you know, recommended, hey, what about Capital Farm Credit? So yeah, George Georgiatis and... Uh, Vicky Green actually kind of pointed me in, into the right direction and and kind of opened my eyes to what Capital Farm Credit was and applied and somehow got the interview and the rest was history, I guess. They wanted me back and I'm, I'm glad I'm there. So Awesome. You know, we're going to talk a little bit about the industry here in a second, but I do, you know, kind of want to dive into, you mentioned something I, I think it's important because you mentioned, you know, get, let me get one of those business degrees and then we'll figure it out from there. And that's kind of the point of this podcast is to hopefully appeal to those people who are just saying that. And then they can think about some of the actual industries they can get in. Um, 
you probably didn't grow up thinking you want to be an ag lender. So what made it appealing whenever they told you what about capital farm credit? What about the job or at least the concept of the job made it seem like an appealing industry for you? Yeah, so definitely, like I said, didn't want to follow my, my dad's footsteps, that kind of thing. And and once I found out, you know, they're more of a niche market in that agriculture market, um, it kind of, you know, gave me a better taste in my mouth. Like, hey, you know, I'm, I might really enjoy doing this. And once I really, you know, found out what they're about, what they do, and kind of got, I guess, in the in the shoes of the office and the every day to day, you know, helping out farmers, helping people, you know, purchase rural land, you know, it was, it's really eye-opening and, and it's kind of satisfying helping that agriculture world. Yeah, absolutely. One other thing you mentioned was you mentioned that you wanted to learn more about the ag industry outside of school. Dive into that a little bit more because that's something that on this podcast I, ca- I kind of see as a recurring theme, which is there's a lot of good things you get out of school, out of college, but finding your career is usually not one of those things. You usually find that falling into it in some way, whether it's insurance or lending. Um, talk a little bit about some of the things that you noticed about the ag business when you get outside of just the the school books. Um, so I really started to pick up, you know, there's there's more business than, than you think about ag and agriculture in general and ag business. It's not just, you know, a farmer wearing overalls, right. you know, out on a tractor. There's some type of economics going on behind it. Yeah, there's definitely more intricate knowledge behind it. And, you know, whether it's the farmer knowing how to, to keep his records you know, his profit and losses, his, his year-to-date, you know, income statements, that kind of thing. Um, there's definitely a business side to it, and especially when it comes to the lending side, you know, whenever that farmer comes in and he wants a production loan or, or a term loan to buy some more cattle, you know, he's got to show those tax tax returns, you know, showing what income he's made from his business. It might be a farm, but that farm is still that type of business. It right. just happens to be in the agriculture industry. Right. So, like I said, it's not just, you know, out in the field, you know, plowing, doing physical labor. I mean, you got to have the knowledge behind it, too, on the business side of the world. Absolutely. So let's talk a little bit more about the industry. Tell me if you were explaining this to somebody who had no idea what ag lending is, which is probably what you're doing. um, Explain to the listeners what ag lending is and then explain how that fits into the whole financial spectrum of, of, I guess, banking in general. Yeah. So when you think of ag lending, um, obviously you hear the lending side and, oh, you make loans, you know, to, you know, the everyday farmer of whatever he's trying to do. And that's, that's essentially kind of along those lines of what we do. You know, your regular banker, regular lender, he's going to do, you know, home loans or, you know, business loans, that kind of thing. Well, as an agriculture lender, it's along the same lines. Um, it's just in the agriculture world. So your rural everyday America, that's kind of our main priority is that farmer need, needing funds for a tractor or to buy a, a set of cattle or, you know, funds to put crops in the ground. That's who we're really catering to, not necessarily the everyday consumer, you know, wanting a car loan or, or what have you. So it's it's really niche items that not everybody would see unless you kind of are out in the country or are kind of in the rural areas outside of town. Yeah. So talk a little bit about what you guys can do that maybe other lenders can't do. You mentioned the ones who do like the home loans or the business loans. You know, you mentioned dad's a banker. Talk a little bit about why you guys have a competitive advantage when it comes to those ag things. Because, you know, if you think about it, if you're just, if you're, if you're sitting here listening to this for, for the first time, you think about the industries, you might think, 
they're both the same thing, right? You're looking at a business, you're looking at a P&L, can I loan you money? What is the advantage of a capital farm credit and what can you guys do when y'all do specialize in that, that ag space? How do y'all have an advantage? So one difference also from us in a normal bank is that we're actually cooperative. Uh, so that means all of our borrowers are actually part owners of capital farm credit. So every year we actually distribute our profits back to our borrowers. Um, it's called our patronage program. So every year, you know, our borrowers, they'll actually get a physical check in the mail in their name based on their loan amount, you know, interest that they pay, that kind of thing. So that's one benefit um, of, of becoming a borrower of capital farm credit. But back to your question of the difference between us and a, and a regular bank, not all banks will actually lend on those farms and ranches outside of town. Um, so that's kind of where we not necessarily have a, a competitive nature all the time with banks. Um, sometimes, you know, banks will even refer those types of loans over to us because they know, hey, this isn't really what we look for in our portfolio. This is more outside of town, more rural. You know, this is something Capital Farm Credit can help you with. And the reason they'll, they'll tend to do that sometimes is because we're not a depository. We don't have checking accounts. We don't have savings accounts. So banks don't have to worry about, you know, us stealing their customer on, you know, banking the, side. The, the regular banking side. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, it's really just kind of that discretion of, you know, what's the purpose for? And generally when it, when it runs along the lines of, you know, the major bones of agriculture, right. such as, you know, like I said, agriculture production, uh, rural land tracks, that kind of thing. Banks usually, not always, but they usually tend to stay away from those types of things. So tell me what a day-to-day, what's your, what's your, what are your day-to-day tasks as an ag lender? What are some things that you do on a day-to-day basis? Like what, if somebody was going to become an ag lender, what can they look forward to expecting as a relationship manager? Yeah. So, I mean, day-to-day, um, what we, what I look forward to is obviously just working with the the type of clientele and the type of customers that we deal with. Um, obviously taking care of those people that are either needing a loan or, or looking at more information about a loan. Um, but also, you know, getting to know not only, you know, people like y'all or realtors, you know, farmers around the area, um, whether we're going out to a farm to, to do an inspection. I mean, it's it's different day to day. It's it's never really the same. Um, not always in the office, but there is office time. Um, like I said, when you're processing applications. Getting the paperwork done. Yeah, exactly. There is a paperwork side, um, but there's also an out in the field side, uh, like today getting to come to y'all's office. But yeah, we'll, we'll go to realtor functions because they're a big referral source as well. Um, with those land purchases and, and whatnot, you know, we'll have to do site inspections. We'll have to do cattle inspections, that kind of thing. So just servicing loans as well that we already have on the books. Gotcha. So what are your, what are your main, uh, priorities? Is it, is it to go out and get loans? Is it to make sure that the people that you're loaning the money to can pay it back at the end of the day? Cause it is a loan, right? And that's how you guys make money is off the, the interest to making sure they can actually run their business the correct way. What is it? What is it that appealed to you? I guess that brought you to the industry is something that you were like, I would love to do that every single day. Yeah, I think you know, aside from it just being the ag industry and you know, working with the the type of people that I love to work with day in and day out, it's really just helping you know the people that are looking to expand their business or get in the ag industry. Just because I know how much I enjoy it, people that are wanting to get into that side of things as well. Um, I love helping them accomplish that goal. Um, but like you said, yeah, our, our main goal, of course, take care of the customer and, and make loans, obviously, but make good loans. 
So we definitely have to look at the credit quality and, and just like anything a normal lender would do. Um, but yeah, the, the main thing that I look forward to doing and, and that made me love what I do now is, is really just working within the agriculture industry and, and helping those people that either are already in it or trying to get into it. Absolutely. So how many people do you, do you help that are trying to get into the industry? Is it something that that's, that's getting bigger or is it something that that's kind of going, going down a little bit and you're more helping the, the bigger guys who are, who are taking over the industry? Uh, predominantly, you know, you have your older farmers and older guys that are already in the industry um, that are kind of more of established. Uh, there are uh, a few here and there, younger guys, maybe our age coming out of college or something like that, that have grown up on a family farm that are trying to get in their own, kind of do their own side of things um, that will help. But predominantly people that are already in the industry or, you know, older in life that are kind of wanting to do a hobby farm or retire, you know, start something up at that point. So if that's the case, right? I mean, how old are you? I'm 26. 26. All right. So you're 26 years old. Went to A&M. Graduated what three, four years ago now. Mm-hmm. How does how does someone who's 26 appeal to somebody like that? Somebody who's been in this industry before, who's older than you are, who's probably been getting loans since before you've been doing this. Right. How how do you appeal yourself to them? What is it? What is it about you? What are the characteristics that you try to say? Hey, when you work with Derek Atkins, here's what you're gonna get. And and how do you how do you separate yourself in that respect? Really, I think it's it's all really relationship-based at that point. Um, the type of person you come off as, the type of person you are, just being really personable with them. And generally, you know, the type of people that we work with, and not to say everybody's not like this, but, you know, people that are in the ag industry, they're, you know, homegrown, down-to-earth, you know, right. good old folks. Relationship matters with yeah, those kind of people. Relationship really matters. And uh, But, yeah, so I just kind of make it known. And, and when I'm, I guess, if you're trying to say, you know, trying to sell myself to them to work with me. I'm, I just try to be myself and be as personable as I can and, and down to earth and real with them. I'm pretty much not leading them on and saying, hey, this is me. This is what you'll get. Yeah. Uh, what are some of the negatives about your industry? If somebody who's getting into ag lending, what should they know going in? Is This is not the best part of ag lending. Uh, so as far as ag lending, I mean, there's a lot of factors that can come into play, um, especially on the, the production side. And there's, of course, downfalls on the land side as well. Um, but let's just say on the production side, you know, weather is, is a big factor. I mean, you can have a drought that can ruin a farmer's year or you can have, you know, a flood that ruins a farmer's year. For example, that winter storm that we had in February. So that's, that's weather is a big factor when it comes into play, that kind of side on the ag lending um, land, you can kind of see it now. Land prices are skyrocketing. So it makes, you know, say somebody that's our age or, or, you know, around our age trying to buy property. Well, when that property is doubled in land value in some cases, some areas, it's pretty hard to, to buy it. But I guess the negatives uh, overall for the farming side, weather's a really big factor. Um, land side, Probably just the market in general and where, uh, I guess, the economy pretty much puts us in play, just as a general summarized answer. Yeah. So let's talk about that weather for a minute. Let's get a little detail. Let's get into to when it comes to weather, how do you underwrite something like that from a loan standpoint? Because you, you don't know what's going to happen on a year-in, year-out basis. I'm sure there's models and algorithms and things that tell you, but they're probably always wrong. How do you make those calls? Is it a judgment call? Is it something where you think, hey, this person, even if they endure something like that, they're going to get through it? How do you how do you get past those things? Yeah, so it's all it's all about looking at the overall uh, credit profile of what somebody is coming to us to request a loan for. 
some of the mitigating risk that we can use, obviously, is, you know, we have crop insurance. So that's a big factor. Um, like you said, you know, if a farmer came to us and he had a lot of money in reserves as a, you know, to fall back on, then that makes us a lot more, you know, comfortable with what he's trying to do. Um, so I, I can't really narrow it down just to one thing, um, just because there's a lot of factors that, that come into play when making that credit decision. It, it's hard to <laughs> just give one answer yeah. on that one. No, you're good. So let's get into let's get into the positives of the industry, right? If you're if you were trying to convince somebody that ag lending was where they should spend the rest of their life, from either a financial standpoint, from a what you get to do on a day to day basis, or just the helping people in the in the ag industry, yeah. So like on the insurance side, I mean, I would just tell them that you have the ability to make residual income, which from right. a compound standpoint means you're going to probably make more money than all the rest of your friends by the time you're 20, 28. For the rest of your life, you're never going to make less money than anybody that's, else you know that's, that's a, a big that's positive. a big positive <laughs> yeah. um from from a standpoint of you're in an industry where your job is literally to help people mm-hmm. and i think in an industry where everything's commoditized it's about hey what's the price of this what's the price of this if you come at it from a standpoint of what is the product of this mm-hmm. right what is the purpose of this what 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 need is this feeling um i think you're going to come off in a way to where you can be looked at as a, as a professional in that industry i mean one of the biggest things i would tell people is look at look at any city and find me a an insurance agent in that city who's been there for 20 years and been an insurance agent for 20 years who doesn't live a life that most people look at look at and say man I would love to live like that right from a financial standpoint from a freedom and flexibility of their schedule standpoint mm-hmm. from the ability for them to say hey I I take this and I run this and this is this is I get to make my schedule that's a big deal for us so right. you know those are kind of the pitches that I would make and the positives I think about the industry are people don't look at this industry like it's white collar Mm-hmm. But it's one of those that if you start explaining it to them, they really understand quickly that there's a difference in, in knowledge level between someone, you know, on the street who has insurance and someone who sells insurance is licensed right. and properly classically trained. Yeah. Yeah. So positives, I guess, of, of the industry I'm in. Um, obviously, we have a, you know, we have a flexible work schedule. Um, we're, we're in and out of the office. We're, you know, doing the paperwork when you have to do the paperwork, like you said, but also out, you know, trying to get more business you know, visiting properties, visiting farmers. Um, but the, the main positive for me or what attracted me to uh, where I'm at is, you know, I got to kind of stay in the same world that I grew up in on the ag side. And I'm not necessarily out, you know, sweating my butt off, fixing fence or, or you know, plowing the fields, which there's nothing wrong with that. But I, I can still kind of do that side of things, you know, on the business side. Right. I'll still saying staying in that industry. But um, I think that's the main positives for me. Get to be around the people that you want to be around. Yeah, exactly. But also being able to do it from, you know, in the AC, in the office or, <laughs> yeah. or helping them. I mean, how many of the people you work with though, honestly need business help, right? Because, you know, and maybe this is, maybe this is a bad stereotype, but you don't think of ag people as being just the smartest business people in the world. Right. You think of people who have a love and desire to, to, to be in an industry that's, that's surrounded by nature and cattle and crops how many of those people, how many of your customers, is that a pitch that you give them is, hey, I am trained, you know, through my college degree in ag business, and I not only will help you get the loan you need, but I can help you kind of build a plan to make sure that you are successful on the business side. That way you can keep doing what you love on the ag side. Yeah, definitely. Um, and and that's what we're kind of there for is, is obviously to help. I mean, we don't want to, you know, do all their financials or anything like that right. for them. But, <laughs> but yeah, definitely. Um but it, not necessarily, you know, all, you know, farmers and, and ag type people are, you know, that stereotype. 
a lot of them are a lot smarter than you know you think and yeah. a lot more analytical than you think and i mean if you look at the larger land deals i mean we'll do multi-million dollar you know land purchases and i mean those are big business you know have their you know secretaries and yeah. assistants do all the work for them so i mean there's there's definitely two sides of the scale i mean we do have our, our farmers and not necessarily only farmers but we do have our customers to where we can help them and tailor a plan to their needs of what they're trying to do but we also have that higher end scale to where you know there's some sophisticated narratives that have to be built credit narratives and uh, based on their financials that they provide and it can get very intricate and we have a great credit team that that can underwrite those so tell me you just you just use a phrase break it down for me you say credit narrative mm -hmm. when you say that what do you mean so on the credit side uh we have a, a credit analyst team as well and so when we get more of an intricate uh application to where the applicant has you know multiple entities and businesses and different forms of income that kind of thing they'll do a deep dive of all their financials and kind of spread it into one form and then what they'll do is they'll type up a narrative based on those financials that they had just worked up in their underwriting. Gotcha. Um, so essentially what the credit narrative does is just gives, summarizes what they have done based on all the financials that they looked over. Gotcha. Um, is so there any type of, is there any type of, uh, cause like you're, you're taught to write client, is it, is it relationship client relationship manager or relationship manager? Mm -hmm. So your job is kind of to, to, you know, keep that relationship there with the client while you're also dealing with things that they've already done in their past. They can't really control at this point, their credit and things like that. How much do you get to weave your story of who they are, what you see, you know, into that narrative, any? Yeah. So once we kind of submit the request to them or, or get with whichever credit analyst is going to be working on the deal, we definitely give them a whole scope of, you know, what the, the applicant's trying to do, who they are, where they come from, what their experience is. We do like a full, uh, full blown summarized version of what we have talked to the customer about and, and all that stuff. Gotcha. So. So now let's, let's, let's shift the focus a little bit. Let's talk about you. Let's talk about okay. things that you do on a day-to-day -day basis to maybe set yourself apart from, from the other people. How many other, how many people, other people in your office are 26 to, you know, 22 to 20, 28? Um, on a the, couple, the relationship manager side, none, I'd be the youngest and closest would probably be 35, I think. Wow. Um, on our loan admin side, we have probably four. Okay. Four of them. So you just mentioned, right, on the relationship manager side, you're the only one, you're the youngest one there right now. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you've done something to set yourself kind of apart from other people who are your age to be able to get into that position where the next closest person is 10 years older than you are. Mm -hmm. What are some of those things? Um, I think really just kind of jumping in and, and trying to help in the best way that I can help. So say, you know, when I started out as an intern, obviously I didn't know all the ins and outs of ag lending. I mean, who does coming right out of college? Yeah. Um, so it was really just volunteering. Hey, you know, what do you need me to do? You know, you need help. I'll scan this paper for you. I don't care. Just give me something to do that'll benefit the office because it's a very team atmosphere. And so whatever's best for the team is, you know, it's going to be the better outcome. So I think, you know, as I started and even now is just doing whatever I can do to help the team grow. Um, so, yeah, just really kind of being there and, and helping any way I can. So you played sports growing up, didn't you? I think you mentioned that, right? Yep. So are you competitive? Definitely. Yep. I, I would say I'm competitive. All right. Do you love to win or you hate to lose? Um, so I, I definitely 
everybody hates to lose, I feel like, or, or some sort of hate to lose. Um, but I definitely love to win more. Um, and I don't think losing is, is always that much of a bad thing. Um, just because I feel like whenever we are unsuccessful at something or fail at something, that's definitely a, a learning point to make that person grow and, and, and be better. So, yeah, every, everybody wants to win. I, I love to win. But losing isn't always a bad a bad thing in my in my eyes, or at least failing in my eyes. So yeah, I mean, you know, talking about talking about losses. Tell me something that maybe you know was a learning experience for you. Maybe it wasn't a complete loss, but something that you said, "Hey, this isn't this isn't a win," and I want to change. I want to change it to make it a win for you know the rest of my life. What is what is that lesson you learned? Yeah, I think mainly uh, just from that period in college. You know, working as a, a hand on a ranch. You know, part time while you're at school, making minimum wage you know, living to paycheck, paycheck, you know, it's not fun. Um, you know, sometimes eating ramen noodles and, and whatnot <laughs> to, to pay the rent. But I think, you know, just kind of learning, hey, you know, I don't want to be, you know, doing physical labor working for a minimum wage, you know, week to week, paycheck to paycheck. Um, so I, I think that really motivated me to, you know, get my school done, you know, and find that that career like capital farm credit that, that really, you know, got me on that path. To being successful absolutely so what do you do to separate yourself from from other people around you just on a day-to-day basis if, if you were to say you know here's what I do that makes me me it makes me you know I'm, I'm a winner I'm, I'm a competitor what, what are those things uh, just constantly you know pedal to the metal I guess or, or grinding I guess you could say um, just always trying to find somebody to help also like if, if somebody's you know overloaded at the office and you know, you can tell that they're getting stressed out and, you know, obviously maybe I'm sitting there, you know, not much to do, got all my stuff done, go over and help them. Like we're all, we're all a team trying to accomplish the same goal. That's to service our customers and, you know, potentially process those applications for new customers. So just helping each other out and and picking each other up when, when everybody needs it. Yeah. I love a quote. There's a quote I always use with with my agents is, um, you know, if you help other people get what they want, you end up getting what you want. Yeah. And so I bet you've had a lot of that over the last couple of years, right? You're in there helping somebody else and you learn something that you use whenever you, you go back to doing your, your own work or, or maybe a lead or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Um, tell, tell me a little bit about kind of, you know, what makes somebody successful in your industry early on? What is the, what is the type of person? What are they, what does it look like from a work ethic standpoint uh, that would make somebody successful in ag lending right out of school? Yeah, I think just just being determined and and I think just coming out of college, you know, whether it's, you know, in kind of the job that I'm in or or any job, really, I think is just having that constant hunger to to learn in your position and master your craft. And even if you don't know something, you know, jumping in, if somebody asks for something that needs to be done, hey, somebody, you know, go over to this random office and tell them about us or pass out these pamphlets or whatever, <laughs> right. something that might make you nervous, just jump in. Cause I think, you know, the outcome of it, you'll become a b- bigger, better person and you'll learn from it. So I think just not being scared to dive in and constantly trying to, to better yourself and, and gain that knowledge and master that, that craft in whatever position you're in. Well, Derek, man, I really appreciate you coming on the show today. Uh, as we conclude any last words of wisdom for anybody who might be thinking that ag lending is, is a career for them. Yeah, I think if, if there's any, you know, college kids out there right now that, you know, love being in the industry, but not necessarily want to be, you know, out in the fields working, doing the physical labor side of things, um, 
Yeah, I think just if, if, if that's something that you're interested in, I think just keep working towards your goal of getting that degree first and foremost and, and make those connections while you're in school. And, uh, yeah, this is definitely something that I think you'd enjoy. Well, Darren, man, I really appreciate you coming on the show today. Uh, everybody who's listening, I hope everybody enjoyed that. And if you're interested in uh, farm lending, I'm sure Capital Farm Credit would love some more interns. Oh, yeah, definitely.